so look, I have gotten this like weird habit lately. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have started walking around like without any shoes, and it's sort of uh, became a hobbit. <laughs> Another di- another digital another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen, the missed opportunity uh, episode. I am going to call it because we did no 420 jokes last episode, and I'm a little bit disappointed in us. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. I noticed that, too, like, after, like, when I'm writing the <laughs> description of the title and everything, yeah. I was like, how did we not, well, whatever, 421. Yeah. Uh, not a single, not... like, marijuana joke all last week. I am so disappointed in us. And 421 is not exactly apt for jokes. No. Um, but I guess if you were really forgetful because you were stoner maybe 421 mm-hmm. is more the time to smoke weed because <laughs> you forgot at 420 you're like oh shit i forgot about it and so one minute later is yeah. that that there you go i made up for it mm-hmm. yeah uh someone else that smoked a lot of uh, marijuana this week was uh, mike pence i'm assuming he definitely seems fine. like a dude who would you know blaze it up I mean, he's a Mormon and a and a hardcore Christian. So yeah, I don't think course. he's a Mormon. I think he's just a hardcore evangelical. Do you know what? I I fucked it up in my head because it's Romney that's uh, a oh, Mormon. Oh, you're thinking of Romney, right? Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I don't know why I fucked that up in my head, but uh, that's weird. Okay, because they're well-groomed white guys in a suit, maybe. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Because Romney is definitely a Mormon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know why is it Pence. So fucking weird. I, well, they're both, <laughs> like, very religious also. So I can see I how you would so. mix it up. Yeah. Uh, Mike Pence on Saturday has dropped his bid for the re- Republican presidential nomination, ending his campaign for the White House. Uh, this is a quote from him. It's become clear to me this is not my time. So after much prayer... And deliberation, I've decided to spend my campaign mm-hmm. uh, for president effective today. We always knew this would be an uphill battle, but I have no regrets, is what he said. Um, I find it funny that it's like uh, someone in uh, completely in the middle of them that goes out first, not like in the bottom, the bottom of them. Oh, no, he was way in the... He didn't qualify for the debate. <laughs> So that's why oh. that's why one of the re- main reasons people figure he's dropping really? out because, yeah, he didn't even qualify to be in the debate, which is wow. next week. It says here, mm-hmm. uh, Pence's decision more than two months before the Iowa caucus uh, saves account accumulating additional debt, uh, like as far as m- spending money, as well as embar- mm-hmm. embarrassing potential failing of qualifying for the third debate on November eighth in Miami. So. Mm. It seems like maybe he did this more than anything to like save face because yeah, he's got, it would a preamble. Right, exactly. He was look yeah. it would make him look stupid or like, you know, not as big of a politician, especially when there's people like Vivek who isn't even mm-hmm. like 
I would say Pence is somewhat of a household name just because he was like vice president, right? Obviously, yeah, yeah. Vivek beating him uh, in the polling just makes yeah, you know, what's the word for it? it? Gets rid of his credibility. That's what I'm, yeah. What credibility? <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess ab- among uh, crazy ab- uh, abortion hating people, he definitely ah, yeah. Those. <laughs> I think that's like his big thing is he just hates abortions. I, just, I don't know, like from the debates we have seen, that's the only thing I remember him mm. talking about. Yeah, I also hate abortions so much that I will never have kids. That's a thing. Is that how it works? Uh, I don't think that's exactly how it works, but it could it could be how it works. Let's say that. Yeah. Okay. I I wish my sperm dead before they come out. I'm like, no. I think you, you're not I, going to work. I think the guy can take care of that, and and the the abortion doesn't need to happen if the guy takes care of it. Yeah. <laughs> Just he prays to God, like dear God. No, you just do a little snip, snip, little snip, little snip, snip. <laughs> oh no, 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 thanks, no thanks. Uh, do you think Jamal Bowman smokes weed? That's a hard one. I would say he definitely has smoked weed. Uh, like where Mike Pence, I don't even think he's probably ever been around people smoking weed. You know what I mean? But Jamal right. Bowman, I can see him. Uh, actually having blazed it up at some point in his life. Uh, is he a little too radical, maybe? A little too radical? What do you mean? Mm. Like in politics. Like, do you think he would, like... Do you think he... Even he's uh, if he's a Democrat, do you think he... He would, uh, like, say that he... Um, uh, smoked weed in the past? Do you think he would admit it? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think okay. nowadays admitting you smoke weed is not really a, as big of a deal as what in the what, 10 years ago, 20 years ago when it was actually a big deal. Right. I don't think it's... Especially on the Democratic side, I don't think it's a big deal to say, oh yeah, I smoked weed once or whatever. Maybe you should ever use that as an excuse for pulling the fire alarm. Like he was, was confused. High. Yeah, I was high as shit, man. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I thought it was something else. I thought it was an extra blunt. I smoked like mad hash before I came to this vote. Uh, Democratic Republican Jamal Bowman pleaded guilty Thursday to a misdemeanor count for triggering a fire alarm. Uh, as lawmakers scrambled to pass a funding bill, he will pay a thousand dollar fine and serve three months probation. After which. Uh, the, the false alarm charge is expected to be taken off of his record under an agreement with the prosecutors. The mm-hmm. alarm forced the evacuation of the House building for over an hour on September 30th. The New Yorker, the New York lawmaker acknowledged pulling the alarm, but said it was a mistake as he tried to open an unexpectedly locked door. Right, we talked about this at the time. Right, yeah, uh, we looked at uh, the video, or the... What do you call it? There wasn't a video. There was just pictures. Because they, they still pictures, haven't even... Yes. I don't think they've even released the video as of yet. But they... Maybe they... Well, I haven't seen it. Um, right. But when we initially talked about it, they hadn't released the video yet. Um, yeah. One thing a lot of people were saying is that he was doing this to stall the vote. Mm-hmm. And he was saying he was doing it 
he did it on accident because he was rushing to get to the vote. He ended up mm. getting to the vote and voting. So that kind of goes against the theory that he did it to, like, not vote. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Is it a little bit funny that when I think of Panera, the first thing I think of is Pantera. <laughs> I always... I. I felt the same way when I first saw, like, the sign of the store, like, on the side of the road. I was like, why is there, a, like, a band store? <laughs> or is there a death metal band store? No, it's... They they sell and, bread. Yeah, Panera bread I have heard of. But right. Uh, do, I do they have question. Panera bread in Norway? Oh, yeah, yeah. They do? Okay. Yeah. The bread... Isn't it a, a, a bread type? No, it's a... It's like a. Is it a, a brand? Yeah, bread? it's a brand. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a type of bread. Do they have? Is that well? Maybe in Norway it is a type of bread, but I mean, here. Well, actually, I don't know. Maybe it's both. To be honest. Hmm. Because I I thought it was like uh, a little like long, white uh, loaf uh, kind of bread, right? I no, I don't think so. I think you're wrong no. on that one. Okay. Okay. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, I could be... Maybe it's not an American thing, but Panera... Uh, it says Panera... I don't see anything about that. No. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'm confusing it with something else. Would not be the first fucking time I do that, to be fair. Sure. But yeah. Uh, they have a... They also need to try, uh, smoke some weed, I think, because holy fuck, that's a lot of cof coffee in there, lemonade. It's it's more than Red Bull and Monster Energy drinks combined. What the fuck? Why is that legal to sell like a lemonade? It says Panera is displaying a warning about his caffeinated lemonade in all stores after a lawsuit um, because of a customer's death. Yeah. Uh, the Monday lawsuit, which... 21 years old, she, she died. That is a little too young to get a heart attack. I think she had a, a heart condition, like a pre... Right. Yeah, so... Um, it wasn't just because of this, obviously. But it, it also reminds me of, like, the, the Prime lawsuit that happened recently with the mm -hmm. young person who died. But Monday's lawsuit, which was first obtained by NBC, alleges that... Sarah Katz, an Ivy League student with with a heart condition, died after she drank Panera's charged lemonade last year. Uh, the lemonade contains 390 milligrams, nearly 400 milligrams daily. Uh, oh, near the 400 milligram daily maximum caffeine that the Food and Drug Administration says healthy adults healthy adults are safe to consume. The legal complaint. Char uh, called Charge Lemonade a dangerous energy drink and argues that Panera fa failed to adequately, adequately warn customers about the ingredients, which also include guarana extract and other stimulants. A large cup contains more caffeine than a Red Bull or a Monster Energy Drink combined, as well as the equivalent of 30 teaspoons full of sugar. I, I don't know that the sugar... I mean, lemonade already has a lot of sugar, but I do understand mm. that, like... They should say, oh, this is equivalent to a Red Bull. And not. I'm wondering, do they just have it like... You know how some restaurants, like the the soda machines out in the 
lobby where you can fill up as much as you want, or it's behind the counter. See what I'm saying? Yes. Where if you can fill it up all you want yourself, and that this is how much caffeine's in it, that could, I guess, but if it's like regulated where you're only, they, they give you a cup and this is how much you get. I don't, there, there's definitely an argument that I can see being made there where if like mm-hmm. she went back and kept filling up the drink over and over and over again, that could, right. as far as like legally, uh, I can see something there. Hmm. Uh, I checked, uh, if a Panera bread is a thing in Norway, uh, it's actually a round bread in, in Norway. So it is a type of bread in Norway. Mm-hmm. But you don't... I guess my question was, do you have Panera Bread the store? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't know how big... I mean, Panera... I don't know when it showed up here in Oregon, but it's definitely across the U.S. I, I don't know how uh, worldwide it is. Yeah. Hmm. Is it on the same level like other like sandwich stores? It's a little more uh, high end than like it's definitely more high end than like a Subway or a mm-hmm. Jimmy John's because they like bake all their bread more traditionally instead of like where Subway does it all in this like big crappy mm. uh, oven all at once. It's like pre made and stuff. This is the bread of Panera's handmade. I don't know, but I think personally that Panera's kind of mid. Mm. Like, a lot of their soups and stuff aren't very good. The sandwiches are mm. decent, but they're not, like, amazing to me. Mm. Yeah, so Panera Bread is like a round loaf in Norway. Huh. It looks uh, with cheese on top. With cheese on top? Mm-hmm. Any, just any kind of bread? that, Or is it like a sourdough, or does it, does it say? Just some, uh, any kind of bread? It's a sourdough, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, another thing that I think of when I think of uh, bread is uh, crackers. Do you like crackers? Yeah, I mean, they they serve, like, bread bowls at Panera, which you can get crackers with. You, ever, you know what a bread, like, where you mm-hmm. hollow out the bread and then you put the soup in the in the bread? Mm-hmm. And then you have crackers with that? That's pretty good. Uh, my favorites are salt rich. Uh, crackers. Have you ever tasted that? You have Ritz there? Oh, yeah. Ritz crackers? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. As far as, like, go-to snacks when it's, like, um... You know, you're not hungry enough for, like, a meal, or maybe mm-hmm. it's in between meals, and you're, like, like a couple Ritz, Ritz and a little bit of yeah. peanut butter. Oh. That's, like... Mm. It slaps for just, like, a little snack. Yeah. Yeah. And as uh, someone that struggles a lot of, like, uh, with uh, stomach issues... There's nothing like Ritz crackers to get your stomach better. Uh, Actually. yeah, or yeah, like I think with salt in general. I was gonna say like multiple crackers are kind of good <laughs> yeah. for that, but like yeah, Ritz are one of them. Saltines are yeah. good for that. Club crackers yeah. are also good for that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So does Ritz Carlton have anything to do with the crackers? <sighs> That's a good question. I have no idea, uh, mm. but I do know what the Ritz Carlton is like a famous. Yeah, hotel, hotel chain. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of maybe they had something to do with crackers. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if like the family owned both uh, brands. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, because uh, Rich Carlton, a uh, woman sued uh, uh, after uh, uh, was allegedly served semen-contained water. That sounds fucking disgusting. A couple claims that their visit to the Ritz Carlton in Half Moon Bay, California, last November. I've been to Half Moon Bay, and mm. in a, I knew a, a lady that lived there. Yeah. Uh, oh, the woman said she drank semen-contaminated water. In quotes, the pair referred to as John and Jane Doe. Checking checked into the California hotel for a four-night stay last fall, according to a lawsuit. Um, the Ritz Carlton hotel spokesman declined for declined to comment according to the lawsuit though after dinner on the evening of november 18th the couple called the front desk and requested water bottles which an employee delivered jane doe put one by her bedside table and fell asleep not taking mm-hmm. a drink until later that night the suit said she opened it took a drink and knew immediately something was wrong uh, with, the, with the liquid. According to the lawsuit, John and Jane Doe immediately yeah. called hotel security and spoke with the front desk. Jane Doe was mortified, terrified, embarrassed, and humiliated, but shared her suspicion with the husband, who then asked security and management to call the police. Uh, the sheriffs did not respond immediately. The Ritz Carlton sub- subsequently sent the water bottle to the lab. For analysis and the testing confirmed that the water did contain semen. Okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah. It claimed uh, the lawsuit. Uh, it states that a claim adjuster from Marriott called the couple to confirm that the bottle did contain this, but doesn't say whether the couple or the lawyers saw the results of the test themselves. The suit claims that the Ritz Carlton will not give the water bottle or a copy of the test results to law enforcement for analysis but will disclose the identities of the employees on duty that day so their backgrounds can be checked. Okay. Right. That's a little weird, so though, I, that they're not I, giving it over I, to be tested by yeah. by the prosecution? Mm, that's a little right. weird. I have to say it's the best wife of the century that can taste sperm. <laughs> right away. Well, she said the consistency was also an issue. <laughs> I think that like when you when the water isn't liquid as liquid, you're like this is not yeah, normal, yeah. right? <laughs> it was kind of a joke. Yes. Spicy water. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Ugh. spicy water. Oh, that sounds so fucking disgusting. Especially in the middle of like when you're waking up, like you're half asleep, and that happens. It'd even yeah, be yeah. worse than if it was in the middle of the day, because you just like would be so much more surprising. When you're like half asleep, yeah. Okay, okay. Do you want to hear something incredibly embarrassing I did once? Okay. So I was drunk. Uh, I think this was when I was married. Not sure. Uh, but I was uh, incredibly drunk. Woke up the next day. Was so fucking thirsty. I took the first like beer uh, can beside me and and started chugging it forgetting that i peed in it uh, the day it oh my gosh mm-hmm. yeah that's that not was, good uh, that was really good guess if i puked or not right yeah <laughs> yeah i, I mean in my 20s i have to say <laughs> the bear girls did it right and he's okay so i mean <laughs> that's true That's like 
that's the standard we live on. All right. Earth. Like the Bear Grylls did it. Bear Grylls did it. You can't. You can't be that bad if Bear Grylls did it. I love how that is the standard. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh, uh, would you play Monopoly with Bear Grylls? You know what? I have a feeling he's terrible at Monopoly. So yeah, I'm gonna say yes. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but I have a feeling that he doesn't have the uh, the patience to play Monopoly. I just get a feeling yeah. about him. He's not not got a lot of patience. Yeah, it is. Uh, I find it funny that uh, the makers of Monopoly back in the day made it to, to, to be boring. <laughs> It was supposed to be a commentary on the evils of capitalism, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the original idea, and uh, now you can, like, get Star Wars Monopoly. I'm sure, like, the makers of Monopoly is, like, turning in their brains. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) It's so commercialized to buy Hasbro now that, like, you You can buy everything. You get SpongeBob Monopoly and everything. Right. Is that uh, what uh, Tron is going to tell uh, the truth about? How terrible he is at Monopoly? He's going to talk about Monopoly hell. Hello, this is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. When I was a kid, I always loved the game of Monopoly. A board game has been for around for many, many years. Well, let me explain the basic of Monopoly. A lot of people sit around, throwing the dice, go around, building hotels, buy property, and so on and so on. And then... They have to pay each other and pay each other, and then we'll sit again with one winner. And the winner has that monopoly. That means he owns everything. There's some funny rules in this game. You can also get a jail-free card. Yeah, if you're taken or have to go to jail, you can have a jail-free card. Does this game remind me of the reality? For me, it does. Because that's how the world is going on right now. We see a lot of brands who used to be companies, but they're only brands. They're not companies anymore because they were bought by something bigger. Disney, how many franchises, how many companies who used to be, do they now own? Own Marvel and a lot of other shit. There are fewer and fewer companies and more and more monopolies. And all those monopolies are paying the fucking same politicians in all the parties to make monopolies more monopolies. During the 90s, there were a lot of independent radio stations in the United States. In, well, it used to be because they were all bought up. Now it's again a bigger monopoly. You may see it sometimes, you see it on some different record companies like Blue Note, Chess, Still Alive. But they're usually owned by something bigger. Monopoly. This is what, what the world is going to. The funny thing that we was warned about this. If you've ever seen 70s, Horror, I say sci-fi. Sometimes sci-fi is horror about the future. The future is going to be. The future try to warn us against. Like the Stepford Wives and so fucking on. That is now the new truth. We have more and more monopolies. Monopolies. When they talk about small businesses, they're fucking lying. I live in the city of Bergen. And everybody is talking about it. If you don't give the big businessmen more chances, they're going to run away and oh we feel so sorry for small business owners downtown because you cannot park out the car anywhere but that's bullshit there are three or four big 
institution who owns everything in Prakenbergen. They can take the price as high as they want because those the people who can afford to buy anything, buy big space, buy rent, is other big monopolies from other countries. The world is international. How's a little cafe owner in Norway comp competing against McDonald's, Starbucks, or Joe and the Juice, or what the fuck all the brands bullshit are called? The world is going to monopoly. But what you should be more frightened about are they owning everything? Is they know everything? Is see everything? As when when they are going to war? Because they're not the states are going to war anymore. Not the people do revolutions anymore. They're being monopolists going to war against each other. And everyone who's gonna die and lose are us. We just paused in the game. And we all are fucking losing this bullshit game. This was Tron with Tron Tastatooth. Have a nice day. That was uh, Tron telling us uh, about how amazing he is at Monopoly. I'm sure. That's probably what it is. It's a discussion mm. of Monopoly strategy, right? <laughs> Always uh, uh, buy the red one after free parking. That's uh, the best strategy. Best strategy? Okay. I, my mm -hmm. strategy is um, get frustrated and then flip over the board <laughs> and then stomp out of the room uh, like a little kid. That's my... Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh -huh. Well, I have uh, seen one new show this week because I, I've been reading a lot. Uh, so I guess I will uh, go to Luke and ask you, what have you seen? That's new. There's something on Netflix called Torre, which is a Swedish show. Yeah, I really wanted to see this, but uh, it's yeah. not that great, to be honest. It's fine. There, it's. I'll tell you, the dub is really not great as far as the English dub, but the story okay. itself is about a young man who's kind of struggling already in life to like um, to find himself because he mm. he's. He's openly gay, but, like, he doesn't have a lot of friends. Like, mm -hmm. he goes to clubs, but doesn't really, like, um, I, what's the word for it? He doesn't really, like, connect with people. That's the word. Uh, right. For whatever reason. And then, um, and he lives with his father, and his father's like, you need to grow up, you need to move out and figure out what you're doing with his, with your life. And that's, like, the big thing is he can't figure out what he wants to do with himself, uh, mm -hmm. Then his father gets hit by a car, and that kind of forces him to throw himself into, like, a new world and, like, try to find himself. Um, mm. But he kind of goes or the maybe the wrong way, because he starts going and doing tons of drugs and going to clubs and, like, you know, going down the dark uh, lifestyle path. So that's mm -hmm. really what it's about. It's, like, him trying to find himself, but going down maybe the wrong roads. It's a, you know... A, a journey of self-discovery. Uh, the cinematography is kind of mid. I would say it's very BBC-esque feeling. The mm. storyline's interesting, but it's very slow and drawn out. I don't know. The whole thing altogether is fine, but maybe not for me. I'd give it a... I'll give it a four. Okay. Uh, I saw season seven of uh, Billions this week. The last season of Billions. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, it reminded me of why I almost skipped season six. Um, I think my biggest problem with season six, uh, uh, before I talk about season uh, seven, is uh, that Daniel D. Lewis is not uh, not Daniel D. Lewis, but uh, is not there. Uh, but um, yeah, he comes back in uh, this season. Uh, to wrap everything up, uh, I very much enjoy Billions. I think it's like it's a little like su- succession. You either like kind of like that kind of shows or you don't. And I like like it. It's very good acting. Like that's that's mainly what I like about Billions. Especially like I love Paul Jimenate. Uh, He's really really cool. Um, but yeah. I will give this season a seven. And they definitely said this is like the final season. Is that mm-hmm. yeah? Okay, interesting. Yeah, never watched that show. Uh, South Park. Here's a show I I stopped watching a while ago, but I do watch the specials. They had a a Paramount mm-hmm. Plus Paramount Plus yes special mm-hmm. called South Park Into the Panderverse. I think that's what it's called, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a, just another South Park special. I think the last one they did was, what, what was the last one? The Streaming Wars. Was that the last yes. one they did? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two-parter. This one was more about, like, Disney pandering to audiences with their movies. Mm-hmm. Um, just having, uh, what, was having a, a, changing all the characters of a specific brand, uh, brand to be more diverse or something like that Mm -hmm. uh as far as pandering that's what the panderverse i mean it was funny i I enjoyed it i there's some kind of um there's something missing from south park now that uh what i mean obviously from the original versions of south park there's there's some kind of like the soul isn't quite there anymore but it's still funny you know Mm. what i mean yeah uh, I disagree, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it doesn't have, like, the... Maybe it's just because it's more... Uh, I don't know what the word is political? for Political? No, it's always been political, right? It just... It's just a certain degree. Yeah, it, it, I don't know what it is. It it just feels a little more hollow to me than the original versions of it. But I, I who knows? That could just be me being, you know, old. I... I thought this was fun, though, still. It had a lot of funny parts. Um, I give it a, a six. Yeah. Uh, you can hear me and Bill talk about it on Sharks Pond, uh, a South Park podcast. But I will uh, say that I gave it a 10 out of 10. Uh, I think it's their best so far. I really like that they went after Disney and uh, they kicked up inside of down that's one of the things i like most about them and i think uh yeah i in all honesty i thought they were pretty brave uh, and going after something that uh, is definitely irritating me but yeah you can hear mine and bill's discussion about how i hate disney right now okay your turn uh yeah, uh, I almost forgot what I watched. 
uh, it wasn't that good. Uh, get go, got in, get got in. It's three episodes on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have only seen the first episode uh, because I saw it actually today uh, before you called. Right. What? Before you called me? Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting enough. Like I, I. I uh, know a little too much uh, about this to be super interesting. Uh, it was very standard uh, Netflix documentary, but I will give it a 4.5. Yeah, I, I saw the preview for it and I was like, I, it doesn't look like anything I really need to see. Maybe I'm just no. not that interested in in Gotti himself to like, or maybe it's the John Travolta movie that ruined it for me that I'm like, I don't really, it could be part of it. could be part of it. What what do you mean? That's such an amazing movie. Right? Yeah. I don't know. After that, I just don't feel like I need to see anything more about Gotti, I guess. Yeah. Um, I saw an anime on, also on Netflix, right? Yeah. This was on Netflix also called Pluto. Oh, fuck. Yes. I did see this. Uh, yeah, hour and a half long episodes, which is a little yeah. crazy, but there's uh, eight episodes. Uh, I was expecting not to like it as much as I did, I guess. I, I wasn't mm-hmm. like a huge fan. The animation style is pretty standard, but the storyline is the interesting part, right? Yeah. Holy moly, it's good. <laughs> I really dig this. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. Very standard, very Japanese anime style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But holy fuck, that story. So it's about a... It's kind of a murder mystery, except the murder yeah. is of a robot who is like a world worldly... Lo- like, the whole world loves this robot because it saved the... Mm-hmm. Uh, what did it save? It saved the Alps, the Swiss Alps, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. the Swiss Alps were in danger from, like, uh, pollution, global warming, all this other stuff. This robot came around and was like, I guess what we should say, this is a future where robots and humans kind of coexist together, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. And we find out that some uh, robots have the ability to kill humans, but most of them don't. Mm-hmm. And so there's an investigation by what we think at the very beginning is a human and turns out to be what partway through episode one we find out is like a humanoid robot mm-hmm. uh, detective. So we have a humanoid robot detective uh, trying to figure out who murdered another robot. But mm-hmm. then uh, also there's a human that was killed, which is throwing him off the trail because most robots aren't allowed to kill humans right it's a it's a murder mystery but it's an anime yeah it's interesting yeah uh how disappointed were you with no mickey mouse and Minnie mouse mickey mouse and Minnie mouse uh yeah because pluto is their dog oh right yeah i actually (sighs) when i first saw it i was like what is this about i know it's a cartoon like because i went into it totally like blind i didn't have any clue what i was going into so you were like oh is this a disney thing i thought like oh maybe somebody got the ip because pluto is like yeah, so old that, and yeah, disney yeah. doesn't even use it anymore you know what i mean yeah 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 no i really liked it uh i give it a seven um 
Yeah, it's a hard one because like the animation is not really inspiring in any way whatsoever, mm-hmm. but the story is super good. So I yeah, six point five. We're pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Cool. I didn't see anything else. Okay, the last thing I saw was the Vanishing Triangle. Okay. Um, this is definitely like a Irish. It's like a UK show, but I think it's based in Ireland. Uh, yeah, mm. because. The main is it about the Bermuda Triangle by any chance? Kind of, because it's about a a place in, around Berlin where women go missing. So it is ah. kind of about uh, a triangle where people go missing, but not specifically the Bermuda Triangle. Um, okay. Yeah, this woman this woman's a journalist. Uh, when she was a kid, her mother got murdered, um, mm-hmm. and. Years later, she receives a package in the mail of with, like, photos of somebody who's been kidnapped, and she starts to make connections that, like, wait, is this the same person who kid, who killed my mother when I was a kid? And they're trying to taunt me now. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's her investigating this whole situation, where and the police are, like, not really helping her, except for this one cop. <clears throat> it's kind of a show you've seen before, except Irish. Okay. Mm. I think it, if you saw it, you'd be like, oh, I've seen this, um, but American version uh, once or twice. It's fine. It just, it kind of feels a little like Saw or something, except without any of the like traps and things <laughs> like, like that. Like the violence. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. So it, it's kind of, this also feels very kind of BBC, uh, it, mm. like the way it's filmed and the way it's put together. The acting's mm. pretty good. The storyline's somewhat interesting, kind of middle of the road. So I'd give this... Um, I'd say it's worth checking out, but it's not like you don't have to. It's probably right in the middle at a five. Okay. Yeah. Well, a show that does not know what it is, is uh, Surviving Paradise. Holy fuck. I have so much to talk about when it comes to this episode. (laughs) Episode two. Oh. Uh, the Betrayal is what this episode's called. Two players yeah. face a dilemma at the end of a grueling trek. A vote brings a new outsider into the villa, and a shocking choice rocks a seemingly solid bond. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we had... There was, like, a quest that these two outsiders, who that's what they're calling the people in the camp, not in mm-hmm. the villa, they had to go hike to get a reward... But it turned out that there were two boxes uh, of rewards. One was they could bring it back to the camp, but they couldn't have any of the food that was in the reward. Mm-hmm. And the other one was the other box was you can have the food, but you have to eat it now, and you can't take any back to the people at camp. Um, right. This is kind of a standard. I we've seen this exact thing in Survivor multiple times. Uh, well, this concept. other than that this is so fucking fake because if they had walked as long as they would say they had they would be exhausted and sweaty and like out of breath but they just like jog up there uh yeah uh, they say yeah. what, that it's six miles or something. The de- yeah, and, no fucking way. <laughs> and they said it was like, uh, it, well, it was very clearly like at the top of a mountain or like a hill, fairly large. Mm-hmm. So they also would have had to have walked up this hill, which would have increased like how hard it would have been. 
Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, they're totally not sweaty or even look like they've walked anywhere at all. Right. Um, if, I mean, we could see where the, the if you watching the show with us, when they're at the top of the mountain, you can see, like, where the beach is. So that's right. seemingly how far they would have walked if it was real. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Mm. I guess maybe they're just super athletes. You know what I mean? Yeah. The gay guy doesn't seem like a super athlete. She yeah, doesn't really yes, seem I... like an a- athlete either. Athlete? Uh, <laughs> no. No. Uh, yeah, the, they... And the, I think the big thing is that, like, this whole... Uh, part of it with them getting the reward didn't actually mm-hmm. uh, it didn't actually come up in in the actual vote because what ended not up happening the, in the vote well kind of they voted for her and not for him oh uh, yeah but as far as who won the vote it right, didn't matter yeah, because yeah. everybody was still on the same uh, lines of voting as they were the last episode because right. the first episode, it was split into two camps between the one woman who ended up winning and going into the villa. And then this other woman who this time ended up getting voted into the villa. Um, mm-hmm. That's the lines that the, the group was split upon. And now mm-hmm. that both of those two women are in the villa, uh, there isn't like the separation is no longer there. So I don't mm-hmm. know what, what what's going to happen with the next vote, but it doesn't really matter because the voting doesn't really make sense anyways. <laughs> because this so, episode okay. we find out that yeah. they're voting in one more person uh, and we think, oh, just like last time, this one person is then going to be able to pick a, a few people to bring in with them, right? You're right. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't happen. No, they get to pick one. No, they don't. Uh, yes, to do. No, the delayed. Yeah, remember they? She didn't get to pick. It was the outsiders that ended up voting in the other person. Remember? No, that was out. That was out. Look, you remember your uh, ring incorrect. So when she gets voted in, she gets to pick one that goes with her, and she picks the lady that was on the uh, task. Uh, with a guy uh, that got the food. Okay. And when they vote someone out, it's uh, equally uh, uh, similar votes. It's uh, two two or three three or whatever it is. Oh uh, right, and then she and then the outsiders get to vote. They only they only got to vote why because the the people in the house tied the vote or something. Yes. Yes. Okay, like I said, none of this voting stuff makes any sense. So, nope. uh and it doesn't make sense because they do it out loud. Um yep. but then with the outsider vote, they didn't do it out loud. They all made right. like a group decision, so they didn't even actually vote for that. Yeah, the whole exactly. thing is just completely confusing. Um so here here's one of my fucking biggest problems and we talked a lot about it you and me after the episode is done. How the fuck do people win in this? Because he, here's the thing: we know there's a hundred thousand on the line, or is it ten thousand? I don't remember. Whatever it is, but sure. yeah, whatever it is, there's amount of money on on the line. We have uh, still not 
gotten any information of how they win the money. Right. And or even how, like, if there's eliminations or not, we don't know. We have no, like, there hasn't been elimination no. so far. Right. So right. it's clearly not based on elimination who, who wins the money. We know, or right. at least we assume. And also, they talk a lot about strategy in this episode. Uh, maybe more this episode than the last time. And I don't really understand how they are able to talk about strategy without knowing the fucking rules. Because <laughs> the rules to the show, I, I still don't know them. They haven't explained, like, how you win like how you win or how you even play the game like the rules haven't been explained yeah. enough to understand like they keep like you said they talk about strategy and like the this lady who ended up in in the description it said there was a a, a break in a, so, a solid bond because yeah. they this two women had like an alliance quote unquote mm. Uh, and the one woman turns her back on her and vo votes her out, uh, mm -hmm. or votes against her to vote right. her out of the villa. Um, and she she says in like what do they call like confessional interview that she did it because uh, for strategic reasons. But right. there's no we as far as like the viewer like uh, this is what I said after we watched the show is like maybe she mm. knows the rules. But they're yeah. not. They haven't explained it to us enough t so that we know what her purpose of that uh, that vote was. Yeah. Strategically, yeah. because we don't know the rules enough to know why that would be a good strategy. Because yeah, she acts like, oh, I did this for this reason. Um. So that makes me think that and she it, knows the rules, but it right. that those rules haven't been explained to us as the viewer is what I'm thinking. And she even says in the interview that she doesn't want to tell us why she voted us uh, voted her strategically. That we just have to see and wait. Right. That she <laughs> says something to the effect of well, she definitely says uh, she does it for strategic reasons, but that yeah that. Uh, I don't, yeah, the whole, I, it feels like they told her to say that because <laughs> they didn't know, or they didn't want to explain the rules to us yet, right? Yeah, yeah. But that, that, like, but like I said, but I think she knows the rules and she knows why she did that, but for some reason they don't want to tell us, which is very yeah. weird that they don't want to explain <laughs> the strategy the and, the rule, and rules of the game to the viewer yeah. of the game. Yeah, it's yeah. very, yeah. I don't understand it. I don't know why we're being kept in the dark about this. <laughs> so fucking weird. Yeah. Um, not a very good cliffhanger. We ended up... No. Uh, the, the, the cliffhanger was that, uh, yeah, the one woman turned on her friend, um, and it's supposed to be this, like, big backstab, but we don't even know... Like, we don't know if... Why being in the villa is a good thing other than the fact that you don't have to go and sleep in a sleeping bag. That's the only thing. Right. Like, as far as the game goes, strategy-wise, I don't know why being in the villa is a benefit to mm -hmm. your game as opposed to being not in the villa. Other than just it being, l like, a luxury thing. I don't know how it gets you closer <laughs> to winning the money 
by being in the villa. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand. No clue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, such a weird show. I love that. I love this show. I I I think it's more boring than than the last show we watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it is, but it is still funny because it's so fucking. I can't believe that we found two shows in a row where that don't explain the rules. Like I said, I think there really is just a trend of reality making reality shows where you just make the shit up as you go along because right. it's easier to make the rules up as you go along so that you can edit it to make it look a certain way as opposed to mm. just counting on uh the drama happening naturally right around yeah that's yeah. what i think anyway uh when i looked outside my window uh tonight or today um i'd snow for the first time outside oh really okay yeah it's it was on the ground it's both exciting and also not exciting probably right uh yeah i i like that it's snow because it gets it a little less dark mm-hmm. uh but other than that it uh, i'm like oh it's the first of november <laughs> right it's about to get dark and gloomy yeah. outside yeah yeah <laughs> but that first snowfall is always like super pretty before it yeah. before it gets disturbed before like cars are going through it and it gets all dirty and shit that first snowfall mm. is super nice always uh let's talk about Norway and snow. Uh because no we Norway skier to be disqualified under new rule uh using fluorescent uh wax. It says here Norway's Rag Ragnhild uh Monekel? Mm-hmm. Uh, left the World Cup in tears Saturday after becoming the first skier to be disqualified for a forbidden type of ski wax on her skis. A two, the uh, the two-time Olympic silver medalist from 2018 Pyeongchang Games had finished the first leg of the giant slalom in sixth place before her ski, skis failed a mandatory post-run test. Uh, the rule, in effect, this season forbids the use of flori- fluorided uh, wax in pre-race preparation. Uh, the FIS banned the substance from its competitions after years of debate about the potential harm of flor- fluorinated wax can cause to both the health, to health and the environment. Okay, I mean fluoride's the shit that's in like toothpaste. I don't know how that helps with skis, but <laughs> it it uh, it makes it smell better. <laughs> Right? Yeah, I don't I don't know that fluoride has, like, a... I know what we... When we didn't have, like... Because you can, like, go to the shop and have them, like, wax your snowboard. And it's, like, you mm-hmm. know, they charge you 20 bucks or something. We used to just take newspapers. Mm. And newspaper, like, any na- standard newspaper, they, they, like, put a layer of wax over it to keep the, the ink from mm-hmm. from coming off of it. And that shit would make our snowboards go super fast. So, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't last very long, though. That's the thing. It, it only lasts, like, mm. a few runs, and then you have to redo it. Uh, mm. It says here, fluorinated wax has been used by ski technicians for decades, not only in the Alpine, but for cross-country skiing as well. It's believed to make skis faster as it creates a, 
layer that repels moisture and dirt. As a result, friction between the bottom of the skis and the snow surface is reduced. I mean, that's just obvious. I mean, it's wax. Right. It's, yeah, yeah. it's slippery. You could have just said that. We didn't know, need a whole yeah, explanation yeah. of why things are slippery. It's important to know, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, is this big news in Norway or not? Um, well, if it's big news in Norway, well, I don't read Norwegian newspapers uh, mostly, but uh, uh, I hadn't heard about this. You were actually the one. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just kind of randomly uh, came up in my news feed, uh, this, this whole thing. I don't know. I, I didn't know if it was a big story or not. So, yeah. No, not really. Okay. Yeah. Hey, if you want to learn about waxing, okay, wax off, wax on, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm sure you can book, get books about karate and and waxing, don't you think? Probably, yeah. If you want to go to audibletrial.com forward slash ADC, that's audibletrial.com forward slash ADC, you can get uh, a book on probably nairing your body, um, uh, maybe. That's also waxing. AudibleTrial.com forward slash ADC. That's AudibleTrial.com forward slash ADC. Movies. I've seen a lot of horror movies this week. Uh, because guess what? There was something on Monday. I think it was called Halloween. Halloween. I don't know if you heard about that. I did hear about the All Hallows Eve. I think it was Tuesday. Mm. But yes. Mm. Anyway. Uh, I saw the tank for the first time. Have you heard about the tank? Yeah, I saw that a little while ago, yeah. Mm. It's in uh, Oregon. I didn't know that. that. I think that's the reason I ended up watching. I think we <laughs> saw the preview for it, and I was like, this looks really terrible, and also it's in Oregon, mm. and I think that's why I ended up watching it, yeah. Uh, did you know it was actually made in New Zealand? <laughs> really? I yeah, did, I didn't know that. Okay, it's a it's a movie from New Zealand based in Oregon. Oh. They have filmed it in in Oregon, but uh, it's a New Zealand production. Uh, production, yeah. right? Okay. Anyway, not a terribly bad movie. Not a terrible good movie either. Um, it's about a couple uh, that uh, finds that they have a. Uh, 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 the guy's dad, no, the guy's mom died and um, had uh, given them a cabin in uh, the coast of Oregon. Mm -hmm. And in the backyard, they have a big hole in the ground that goes down uh, to a sewer. Oh, it's a well, like a well. water yes. well. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And uh, yeah, there's something down there, maybe. Yeah, Definitely. the whole thing's sealed off, and, and yeah, and then uh, yeah, things happen. Yeah, the monsters weren't that great in this. I, I didn't no. think it was a very good movie. I, I give it to four. I don't remember. It was a while ago I watched it, but yeah, I, I just remember thinking th these are some cheesy ass looking monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was fun enough. Okay, good. It probably a good Halloweeny movie for sure, but it's yeah, you know yeah. very B. Speaking of kind of something a little bit B, this was actually better than I thought it was going to be, but it has terrible scores. It's called Awareness. It's Spanish. Okay. Um, it's about a kid who has 
the ability to like mentally mess with people's minds mess with people's awareness of what's around them so he can like he can make you see things that aren't there like he can Mm. so uh, he's kind of a petty thief at the beginning of the movie where him and his dad are robbing uh, stores by just like the dad will be holding all this stuff that he's stealing Mm -hmm. and the kid will mess with the store clerk's awareness so that the clerk doesn't see that he's holding all this stuff when he walks out the store, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But then we find out there's like a whole cabal of people who also have this gift who are trying to track him down and kill him. So yeah, that's Mm -hmm. what it's kind of about. Um, It's alright, but it it's it's kind of an Americanized feeling movie. I don't know how to, to mm. say it other than that. It's got like that American action movie style. This is thirteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think it's that bad. Yikes! Um, <laughs> but I do think it's pretty bad. I'd probably give it a, f- a three point five. Okay. Mm-hmm. I saw Run Rabbit Run also this week. Okay. Uh, this is a horror movie. I haven't heard of this. Uh, 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 well, that's probably because it has a five on IMDb, I think. Okay. Uh, it's about this fertilizer doctor that uh, is like very like sciency and very um... fertilizer doctor. Yeah. Like if you're uh, in infertile, you go to the fertilizer doctor. Oh, fertility doctor. Okay, uh. fertilizer is like this thing you put on your plants. Oh, sorry. right. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little. I was like, I, at yeah. first I was like, okay, so this is somebody who deals with fertilizer, and they're like a scientist. But I'd say, <laughs> okay, I get it now. Okay, Fer- fertility doctor. All right. Sorry. <laughs> No, we I'm got, Norwegian. Yeah, okay. no, but we got there. We, we got there. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, she's, like, very believing in science, and uh, she doesn't think the outer world exists. Uh, but then her daughter starts to act very weird. Okay. And, uh, yeah. And uh, all all of a sudden, she doesn't come uh, become that convinced that it doesn't exist. Uh, this is an Australian horror movie. Uh, yeah, it's not that good. Um, uh, that's probably why I haven't heard of it. Yeah, yeah. I think my biggest uh, compliment to it is that it's one hour and thirty five minutes, so it wasn't that long. Okay. Uh, but. You don't, you've seen movies like this 600 times before. Uh, possessed Child, uh, oh, is it the uh, Spirit World uh, story? Mm-hmm. Uh, I give it a four. Nothing new, nothing exciting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here's something that is super new, super exciting, super uh, revolutionary. Slother House... Uh, <laughs> it was so funny. It was so funny, though. Did you see I it? So... Yes. Okay. Uh, it's a movie. It's a horror movie about a sloth who murders people. I guess the sloth gets taken out of the 
wild, and this guy sells mm-hmm. it to a sorority girl so that she mm-hmm. can put it on her social media so she can get popular. Um, mm-hmm. But this sloth happens to be like a murderous killer sloth. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, it's funny, but it's also it just... It is funny! It's, it's bad on pur- purpose. It's like a Sharknado yes. situation where like... Yes. They're not... It's not supposed to be taken seriously as a, no. as a horror movie in any... It's just no. a big... It's a comedy more than it is a horror movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I... In the beginning, when it sees its own mom gets killed, and uh, I love when it's like walks very slowly with a knife. <laughs> so funny. I, the point where uh, I was like, okay, this is ridiculous, is when it picks up, or no, it got on the computer and started looking right? up the girl's social media. <laughs> and it, like, oh just knows God. how to use a computer and everything. <laughs> so and then it's driving a car uh, at one point. Yeah, the whole thing is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's making fun of itself. It's fun. It, it's not, uh, you know, it's not a great movie, but it's... No. It's. <laughs> I saw uh, Blo- uh, Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey, what was it called? Uh, whatever that, yes. that terrible thing. This was a thousand times better this is than that movie. Ten thousand times better. Yeah, yeah, even though they're both like shitty horror movies that are like you know. One of the things I love gimmicky is the puppeteering. <laughs> this is so incredibly bad as well. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, and some of just like this. the ridiculous characters in here also that are. <laughs> oh, uh, just so over, the, 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 over the top, the yeah. Top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to score it, but it's so much fun. I'll give it a 7, I guess. You know what? I gave it a 7.5. Okay. And I have no fucking regrets of giving it that high a score. Because <laughs> it doesn't take itself uh, seriously is the thing. So it's no, easy no, no. to, like, not... Uh, degrade it for being... For, it, you know, the bad acting and the bad, bad everything about it. Because it's just a comedy. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about Pain Hustlers, I guess. Okay, yeah, I saw that. Uh, this is with Emily Blunt, uh, Chris Evans, Catra O'Hara, uh, Andy Garcia, uh, yeah, David Yates as uh, the director as well. Mm-hmm. Lots of good people. Say, I have to say, as someone that have just seen one of the best TV shows about the same fucking problem. Right. Well, it's a different drug. This one's about fentanyl, yes. and the other one was about uh, Oxycontin. Right. Right. As someone that has seen Matthew Broderick in Painkiller, I did not like this movie. <laughs> uh I will say that it's well... The acting's good, and I like the, the fake-style documentary. That's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to compare it to the TV show, really, because it's kind of a different thing, because the TV show's more serious, and this is more of a, you know, a comedy. Comedy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it's... I think the acting's good, and the cinematography's good. I, I think the thing I didn't like about it was kind of almost the glorification of yeah. these people's job like yeah. in a weird way yeah. even though at the end obviously they show oh these are terrible people 
But right. if you didn't get to the end, you would think, oh, these people have a have it amazing. You know what I mean? They're doing great. And that's a little weird about it. I I think I think I agree to a certain point. So I will say this. I think Emily Blunt is the best thing about this. I think Chris Evans is under par in this movie. Uh, he I, actually I, was not in it as much as... Like, it feels like he was in there occasionally, but not as much as I thought he would be in it, I guess. Right. Yeah. It's definitely Emily Blunt's movie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, Andy Garcia is also a little, like, overacting. Uh, but... Uh, I like my comedies to be funny, please. Uh, and I, like I said, I like David Gates. He's a good director as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, no. Uh, I'm going to give this a 4.5 look. You know the guy in here, the, the first guy they give the drug to? Like, the, mm-hmm. the doctor, the very first guy who, you know, he's uh, he's got cancer, I think, right? Mm. Um, you know who that is? No. That's Percy Watson from the WWE. Oh. <laughs> I was like, mm. I've seen that guy somewhere before, but he looks so familiar, but I can't put my finger on it. It was one of those situations, mm. so I ended up looking it up. But, it, yeah, it's Percy Watson. And I was like, oh, mm. but he he doesn't have the glasses on like he wore in right. WWE. So he looks totally, that's what made him look totally different. Uh, did I give it a score? No, I didn't. I, I, I think a 6.5 is fine. I think it's, like you said, it's uh, it's kind of piggybacking off of another th- successful movie and then mm. just, like, throwing a bunch of uh, name actors in there to, like, bring people in. Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like the glorification, but other than that, I thought it was well put together. Uh, <laughs> the last thing I saw... Uh, was Five Nights at Freddy's. Did you see Five Nights at Freddy's? Yes. Yes. Because that's where you want to be. Um, it was better than I thought it was going to be. I'll say that. Do but you know also what? not I... ter- not great. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I thought this was going to be atrociously bad. Yeah, and I didn't even it's... go in with like high expectations or low expectations. I just was like... Like, what is this movie really even going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and after seeing the Nicolas Cage knockoff Five Nights at Freddy's movie, I was, I, you know, I went in with expectations that, like, it has to at least be this good. That was, like, where I was at. I don't, I don't know about right. you. I, I think it's worse than that, though. I think it's just made more for a different audience. This is made for kids. Yes. That's the Nicolas Cage version was not made for kids at all whatsoever. Right. Um, I I definitely liked uh, the other version better than I like this. this. That's not saying it's bad. I'm just saying this was more of a horror movie than I thought it was going to be. Though I mean, they did yes. a, they did very clear cuts uh, where like it would be about to show you the graphic part and it would do like mm-hmm. the quick cut every time something you saw, you never actually saw anything graphic, but you, it led right up to it every time. Uh, exactly. The scare, the scare tactics. Uh, yeah. And that was interesting. I mean, I thought, uh, the main actor was fine. He's the kid from Zathura. So I don't know what he's been in since then or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. but I don't know that he fit 
100% into the character because it didn't feel like... No. I felt like it should have been somebody slightly older than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Maybe, yeah. But it's not like you can go, oh, well, that's what it looked like in the original Five Nights at Freddy's or whatever, but... Right, because it's point of view. Right. <laughs> not, not only that, like, there's all the different versions of Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, the newest version, yeah. what was it called? Security Breach. You are a child, like an actual child in that one. Right, mm-hmm. but the original, I think you're supposed to be an adult. So, yeah, I I don't think there's any messing with the lore in this because the lore of Five Nights at Freddy's is fucking all over the place depending on which, <laughs> which game right. you're talking about. Yeah. So I think they get it, but I do think they did a good job of, like, kind of capturing the original, like, you know, the set design and stuff like that was super interesting. Like, they had the, um, the original game kind of down to a T, and then some of the other games were in there. It, it was a lot of fan service. I don't know. I mm-hmm. I had fun with it. It's not great. It's probably, what, uh, 5.5? I gave it the 5. Uh, I think it's very in the middle. Do you think it would have uh, been better if it was rated R? Uh, yeah. Because they wouldn't have cut away every time you were about to, like, have, like, a actually scary thing happen um there was some fun cameos though some cameos what do you mean i i didn't remember any cameos oh matt pat was in it really oh okay i must have yeah. missed that uh matt pat was in it who else did i recognize uh what's someone else uh eight eight bits ryan was in it See, I don't know any of these people. So, I mean, I know Matt Pat, but I I don't know what he even. I don't even remember what he looks like. Right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember seeing. Well, some Easter eggs. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, no, I gave it to five. Okay, that, I mean that was the last movie I saw. Yeah. Me too. So let's yeah. talk about the actor strike um, negotiations back on this week. Uh, yeah, it looks like they're closer now than they have ever been. Yeah, it's the hundred and eleventh day of the strike. I think today, mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, the two sides broke off in the afternoon, or yesterday, Tuesday, they broke off in the afternoon after a day that was spent dealing with AI issues and set to return today on Wednesday, while expressing that the talks are headed in the right direction. One studio's source says it could take a few days to work through some of the remaining issues. Two additional sources said talks are in progress overall in a substantive way, and the deal could be imminent. So hopefully by next week, this whole thing could be resolved. One thing we didn't have in the news, but the um, auto workers strike, they've, they're making a deal right now, and it looks like they're going to get everything they wanted also. Mm. So hopefully the actors... I wouldn't be I would be surprised if the actors didn't get just a, as good of a deal as the um the writers did. I think there's yeah, I, like a I agree. there's like a there's the ability to take w- that format of like what the r- writers got and say, "Hey, we want something equivalent to this. Let's just write that down mm-hmm. and make it make it happen." You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a mm-hmm. there's an outline already. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it also, like, uh, forces the companies to be uh, better at it because they have seen what uh, was given out the first time. Right, exactly. 
Next week, we'll talk news of the week, TV of the week. Hopefully, there's something I have watched that <laughs> the week. Uh, movies of the week. Uh, Surviving Paradise, episode three. I am going to guess that we are not going to know the rules <laughs> by episode three either. Uh, yeah, I don't know uh, even where they're going to go with the next episode because... I have no clue either. Like, there can't... I don't know. If there's going to be a twist, which I assume they're going to have some... How are we going to yeah. know if, if if they even made a twist because we don't know the rules? Like, how do you do a twist <laughs> when you haven't explained how it wor- how anything works? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Jeremy around. Guess what? It is dangerous being a football player's family. That's what it looks like. Uh, it's in Colombia. Uh, the parents of Liverpool striker Luis, Lu- Luis, or is it Luis? Luis Diaz. Yeah, no, Le- Luis Diaz. Were yeah. kidnapped in Colombia after being stopped by gunmen on motorbikes. His mother was later rescued, but his father is still missing. Uh, uh, she was rescued by police in Barac, Baranacas, Colombia. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So his father's. Uh, have they said anything about like? Uh, ransom or anything? I don't see anything about that, but that's uh, that's what they are assuming will right. come. Yes, will yeah. come. It just that that hasn't happened yet. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's sad. Yeah, I mean, uh, is is this guy big in Liverpool? Oh, or is he huge? Yeah. Okay, I'm... yeah, yeah, one of the biggest uh, football players from Colombia. It's also Colombia. Well, One there's the that too. Corrupt, yeah. corrupt places in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Perry from Friends is dead. That is sad. Uh, under weird circumstances, I would say. Uh, he either drowned, overdose, killed himself, uh, or a combination of all those things. Combination of all. Yeah. It's hard to tell. Uh, yeah. I don't want to speculate too much, but it seems like yeah, uh, something like that happened. Uh, just from the reports that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Amaranth is uh, selling vagina beer. Mm-hmm. That's a thing that's happening now. Um, I guess some company is taking her vaginal yeast and using that to make beer. Because you need yeast to make beer. So they're going to do that. Um, it's delicious. It's obviously a gimmick. It is. This all started what with the uh, gamer girl bathwater, and now we're we've gotten to this point. There was the boob sweat lady. She was selling her boob sweat. These mm-hmm. are the oh fart in a jar. Amaranth yeah. f- farted in a jar and sold that. So yeah. I think yeah. this is just an extension of. Is this weirder than farting in a jar and selling it to people? I'm not sure. I don't even know. I mean, we already have the pussy lights from. Uh... Oh my God! What is her name again? Uh, the goop lady. You're talking about a candle. Yes. The vagina smells like my vagina candle, which then yes, H three H three made a smells like my butthole candle. Uh, in response <laughs> to that, I think that this is kind of like similar, where it's like you're gonna buy if you're gonna buy vagina beer, that's something you just keep on the shelf. You don't drink it. Right. You know, it's like a. A conversation starter that you have, and you go, "Oh, isn't that funny? I got the, I got the vagina beer." That's what it. It's not, you know, it's not like a, it's a gimmick product more than anything else. 
the Mr. Beast uh, controversy was this week. Either, yeah, so much to talk about this. Um, so, <laughs> so which? Uh, Rosanna Pansino, who mm-hmm. has been around on YouTube forever. I remember, I think the first time I ever saw her was actually in a video with um, uh, the, the the jackass guys uh, from Scandinavia. What are their names? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, gosh, yeah. I will something boys. Too. Something boys. I, I remember, yeah. I remember seeing her in a video with those guys. It was the first time I ever saw her as, a, like, a creator. She's, like, a baking uh, YouTuber does like a uh, recipe baking recipes and things like that baking videos mm-hmm. uh she came out and said that mr beast lied about the position she was in in a youtuber creator games video that he did saying that she got third place but in the video when it was released in editing showed her getting fifth place uh and she was mad that he lied, I guess. Not only that, other people were moved around in the video to make it look like they had gotten in second place, like Logan Paul. Uh, yeah, but then the whole thing kind of spiraled. She revealed this on Trisha Paytas's podcast, right? Is that when mm-hmm. this first came out? Yes, yeah. And then it all kind of spiraled out of control on Twitter because she started posting just kind of non-stop about this situation where it was like, okay, she just mentioned it offhandedly, but then she went on H3 and talked about it. And mm-hmm. then she was posting things like on her Twitter that were alluding to the fact that like Mr. Beast had done something way worse than just lying about uh, the position she had been in, in this video, right? Saying things like right. other women have come forward and told me their mm-hmm. stories of similar things that yeah. had happened to them. In like, it sounded like rape. Well, not or like <laughs> harassment, sexual harassment, or something yeah. like that. And even in the initial post, she said um, he deleted me, or he he moved me out of the uh, one of the only the the only woman in the top three was moved out. Mm. So saying that this had something to do with her being a female, and that mm-hmm. that uh, that was the reason that this happened. That he didn't want a female in the top three. Um, which people started to dispute because one of the other people that was moved out of the top three was, um, uh, I think he's a Minecraft YouTuber, right? Named Quackity. I think he's mm-hmm. Minecraft, Minecraft YouTuber. Right. Uh, they are called the Dudesons, by the way. The Dudesons. There you go. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. the first time I ever saw her in anything. And that was a long time ago because I don't even think they're on YouTube anymore because their content I is too risque <laughs> for YouTube at this point. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think th- that the whole situation definitely spiraled out of control when she was overly posting. Like, she was making way too big a deal out of it, right? Mm hmm. Very much so. It felt like, uh, she was kind of like trying to get him cancelled. And it very much felt like. Uh, uh, she was like very calling him a chauvinist uh, when it clearly wasn't because of that. She was just fucking boring. Well, I mean, we don't know that, but like, in it, here's the other thing: it's like people are kind of getting rid of the fact that Mr. Beast did 
lie about things in the video. That did happen. Mm-hmm. Like that, uh, nobody's disputing that Mr. Beast uh, re-edited this to make it look a specific way, and that Mr. Beast has kind of in the past always said like, if you subscribe to my channel and you can be in one of these games and possibly win money. And so if this was a lie, were all those videos with like the people who were his subscribers, were those all? Were any of those re-edited to make somebody look like they won when they didn't or something like that? So then it puts all this other shit into question. But I think another thing people aren't pointing out is this wasn't just a Mr. Beast video. This was a YouTube original. So YouTube Mm -hmm. also had its little fingers in the pie on how the editing was going to go down and who they wanted to be in the video, you know, which creator YouTube wanted to make look good also. So there's that whole thing about it. Um, I think she really did a disservice to that whole argument by making it about her being a woman that like now that this whole side of it, that like he actually did maybe do something wrong is being totally discounted because she was like, uh, Oh, this is, this all happened because he's sexist when there Mm -hmm. was no proof of that or any kind of like. It seems like the language was there for her to say that, even though there was no, like, actual proof or any kind of, like... She didn't really talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, her whole thing was, like, I got edited out. I got edited out of the top three. But Mm -hmm. then in, like, kind of the background, she's making it about the whole woman thing. Mm. She didn't really ever say, oh, this is what he did that was sexist. She just said, uh, it, it's sexist that he edited me out, but there was no proof of why that was sexist. The, on the H3 podcast, she said something to the effect of, when I was there, they did, they kind of dismissed me and they weren't treating me like everybody else or something yeah, like that. I didn't really understand that complaint to, to be honest. She didn't explain really... it well enough for anybody yeah. to understand it. And so that was the only time when she kind of said like oh they treated me badly or something but she didn't say mm. in what way they treated what her badly yeah, just yeah, that yeah. they treated her different quote unquote than everybody else um which i don't but know that what that means mean so much yeah, yeah. D- and who knows what was going on at the time or you know they the production's super busy I, in the in the end though she makes all these tweets insinuating possibly that there's some kind of uh, systemic problem with Mr. Beast that isn't just uh, her, but that there are other people that this had happened to. Um, mm-hmm. Then after that, she deletes all the tweets and says, uh, I'm sorry to Mr. Beast. I should have just reached out to him privately. And this all got out of hand, which it really did all just totally get blown out of proportion. Because so he- here's my question. Do you think he was in contact with her. I I think so. It seems very much like he's like You mean hey, a- you after to... the after yeah. the, the whole thing blew up? Yes. It's hard to tell, but in her statement she says I should have just contacted him privately. Um mm-hmm. I would be surprised if they hadn't gotten in touch with each other. Yeah, that's what I'm I was thinking as well. Uh, but I also think that it was weird that when she was saying things like people were asking, well, why didn't you just get in 
contact with him. Why are you doing this, you know, so uh, out in the open and trying to, like, put the whole thing on blast, kind of, instead mm -hmm. of just, like, calling up, up and saying, hey, why did this happen? Her thing mm -hmm. was, well, he didn't call me and tell me he was going to change the edit and make me fifth. That was her, like, justification yeah. for not calling him. He didn't call me and tell me, so right. why would I call him why and tell him? Yeah. And that just and seems like a cop-out. stupid idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I agree. It's, I think, if anything, it's just childish, really. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, it's like, I feel like people are kind of, like, forgetting the overall uh, thing here with it being, like, scripted. I think that's a bigger accusation than her being cut out because she's a woman. Like, I think that's a bigger thing. Well, but if, it's like, if we had, if there was something that was, like, Mr. Beast came to her and was, like, or, or not even came to her, went to somebody else, like the editor, and said, we got to edit her out because I don't like her or something. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. if there was somebody coming out and saying that, um, it would be one thing. But, uh, or, or even, like, there was some kind of footage that, that she had of him being mean to her or something like that. Any kind of, anything like that. Which, mm -hmm. that would be one thing. But to make it about that when there's no... Ev not even evidence, but, like, she hasn't even given any um, reason for it to be like that. She just suggested it was about that mm. she was a woman. There's no, mm. like... Uh, yeah, that, that whole part of it really just felt like she... I do think she felt like she was wronged, and I feel like mm. she was using the language... current-day language of people who feel wronged Right, mm -hmm. and she was using that language in a way that she felt like, okay, I, I, I'm, I was wronged, and this is how people who are wronged currently talk about people. Mm. And she was using mm. that language in a way that she didn't even understand how she was using it incorrectly, where like right. she's literally minimizing victims of domestic violence and things by using that same language to uh, justify that she was mad about getting third place in a hide-and-seek game, right? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, the... Yeah, yeah. That was another big problem, is, like, she's, like, using this language in a way that diminishes people who actually use that language in a way that's meaningful. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff about this that's really uh, weird and sad and kind of, I don't know. A lot of people were suggesting she did it because she put out a music video. I also don't think that's true either. No. I yeah. think that's too easy. I think it just uh, came up on the Trish podcast. It came up randomly. She started talking uh, about She just randomly, it came up. She talked about it. It got traction. And then she saw that traction was like, oh, people are noticing this, so I'm going to run with it. I think that's yeah, more what happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, gosh, uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to mention it, but I will, uh, uh, since we were talking about H3H3, the whole backlash after, uh, Eaton canceling, uh, the podcast with Hassan has been a little out of line, stupid. Oh, okay. uh, I mean, maybe I just haven't seen it, seen the backlash. Yeah, so people have started going after Ela uh, because she served in the Israeli army and 
uh, right. like gone into like her records in the army to see how she was and uh, justifying uh, hating on her because she was in the Israeli army. Which and there's yeah. no like uh, choosing to be in these. You're just forced to be. If you're an Israeli citizen, you go in the army. There's not like a choice, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it felt a little uh, out of left field, to be honest. I I I got very sad uh, watching a lot of like people justifying like uh, tormenting her and her family, doxing her family, giving out addresses to her family uh, in Israel as well, like because she had. Uh, 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 she has such a cultural uh, connection to Israel and things like that, mm-hmm. and justifying that as like hating on H three as well. It's like it's so fucking anti-Semitic and it's so fucking stupid. It really, really is. And I and the weird part yeah. is a lot. Not all of it, not all the hate, but some of it is coming from the left. Like, yeah, you know, pro-Palestinian people who are mad at them for being you know, uh, for the IDF thing. It's like, yeah, it's weird to see like the same kind of tactics that people on the right use being used by people on the left, you know, like yeah. the same gross yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the other thing with the Rosanna Pansino thing is like, she was also getting death threats apparently, which that's mm-hmm. also just ridiculous. The whole, yeah. But I do understand why they at least, they said they paused the leftovers. Uh, yeah. It makes a lot of sense now, after seeing all that stuff, why they would yeah. pause it, for sure. Yeah. Okay, uh, Mr. Gigi uh, released a 6 hour and 50 minutes cut of his Predator Chronicles. Holy fuck, that was good. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I watch Mr. That's Gigi like occasionally, but I'm not subscribed yeah. to him, so I'm going to have to go check that out, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All of his episodes in that series. In oh, one, I see. One okay. single set. Yeah. That sounds so interesting. Six hours, and, six hours and 50 minutes. That is the thing uh, I see some YouTubers really doing now. Is like, even uh, Good Mythical yeah. Morning does it in between seasons, is they started doing compilations yeah. of stuff, which I think it, it... And it's so much easier for people to get through. But it also, for the YouTuber or the... It increases watch time. So they get yeah. more money from it. So it, it it's it's incentivized for them as far as watch yeah, time definitely. goes. Yeah. Uh, this guy Phidias got arrested in Japan for what? Just basically stealing shit and making a YouTube video out of it. Mm-hmm. He went around Japan like he charged somebody's hotel room for a meal. He uh, was sneaking onto public transport without paying. Just basically using the kindness of the Japanese people against them to make a YouTube video. Yeah. Panhandling yeah. when he's like a probably a millionaire, right? Yeah. He seems like a fucking douche. I think he's just a fucking idiot. I don't even think he knows. No. I don't. I think he's too dumb to even realize that he did something wrong. I mean, he probably understands it now, but in the moment, he didn't even realize that what he Do was you doing really was. Think so? I you think, think he, he. I think he's just too thick to understand that what he was doing was wrong. <laughs> I, 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 okay. The way he was justifying right. it was like, oh, I'm 
were just uh, hitchhiking. That's what they were saying. Mm. That this mm. is just a hitchhiking video, you know? And it's like, that's a good way to justify it, What you're that you're just stealing from people, but that's not... Because you're a millionaire, <laughs> that doesn't really work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, two Xbox games uh, that came on Game Pass this week. Uh, one is a rhythm game called Headbangers, where you play as a pigeon in, like, minigames. It's, like, very, like... Uh, What's the that uh, game w- where you were like small things that were like balancing on things and things like that? It's very much like that. Oh, uh, little big town or something? Is yeah, that what you're talking or about? whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was uh, it's fun. I mean, it's like it's it's mini games and you get costumes and if you like that kind of games, it's 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 okay. But my game of the week has to be a game called Jezant. And it is really, really good. It gives me very, like, Journey vibes. Did you ever play Journey? I don't think so, no. Where you, like, more or less, like, go in the desert and you play with, like... Uh, souls of like gamers that have been there from the past and things like that huh, and you interact oh. it's a very like weird experience but this is just a climbing game with uh some very good mechanics uh and it's like it's not very stressful it's just relaxing you just climb uh it's very difficult but it's very relaxing and very very good i really really recommend it okay yeah uh, let's see. Well, there was the J. Aubrey doc that everybody, sh- the Ruby yep. Frankie thing. That was good. It had Parker, some information yep. that I didn't know about the situation, even though I'm pretty up to date on it. He went, yeah, pretty good deep dive into the the other woman, the uh, Jody mm-hmm. Hildebrand. The that was the things I didn't know as much about. Right, I didn't know anything about that either. But uh, yeah, she's very good. It almost made me feel bad bad for Ruby Frankie that maybe Mm. she was taken advantage of and uh, she was in a cult and she didn't like yeah she did she definitely did something wrong but she was brainwashed into doing it maybe right right yeah that's what I'm thinking as well totally yeah okay I don't have anything else yeah I think that's it there's like a a drama happening with Nick is not green right now but we'll, yeah we'll see what goes on with stupid. that next week if, if anything i have a feeling that something's gonna blow up with that though so yeah. uh because there's a lot of people going against a lot of other people and it, it could turn mm-hmm. into a big drama really fast so we'll see what happens next week mm-hmm. yeah uh tom dark or turkey tom talks a lot about that yeah there's a bunch of people talking about it but it's it hasn't quite blown up into like a real thing yet so we'll, t- right. we'll see yeah yeah. Okay. Uh, what are we doing next week? Are we doing anything fun next week? Uh, no. Well, we're, no. The day we do the podcast next week is the Republican debate, so we'll probably do like a preview of what's going to happen with that. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, will we tease what we are doing in January next week? In January? Uh, well, February. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably not. No, yeah, we will not even mention what we're doing in February, are we? Probably not until January is when we'll mention what we're doing yeah. in February. 
Yeah, because I I would definitely not talk about what we're doing in February. Right. Yeah. I'm so glad we're, we can cut this out. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another, di- another, digi- another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.